Okay, one more issue on Iraq, just a, a footnote really, but something that I'd like to touch on. It's, it's on my mind actually. Um, I was uh, speaking to a couple of friends when I was out in Karada eating ice cream and lovely, it was lovely. I don't know the name of the place. I should know, shouldn't I? Uh, but I've forgotten. It's certainly the best ice cream in Baghdad. Very, very nice indeed. Um, and we sat there, and it was the evening, and I was with a couple of friends, and we discussed... Um, I've been very much concerned about what was happening with regard to all the displaced people. Um, and it's a, it's a real problem, because they haven't got homes to go go to a lot of these people i mean the a lot of uh, some some towns are getting back into shape fallujah is getting back into shape i was in fallujah there wasn't a building without bullet marks not a mosque that hadn't it's it's uh, minaret not fallen down there there was i mean fallujah was a mess but you know um even when i was there before uh, the recent troubles, they, they, well, they, of course, it was after some troubles, and you had um, you had little uh, the city blocks were split up into into units with each with its own security. So each block would would look after its own, and you had uh, they'd put actual big concrete stones, breeze blocks of concrete down, and painted them with flowers and so on, but to to protect the roads and so on. So that the, the Fallujah. Fallujah functioned, um, and it was okay. It's been okay, really, off and on. Um, before Daesh came, it was okay. Now Daesh have gone, it's okay. People are back. People are functioning. But you can't say the same for towns like um, Mosul. My goodness, it obliterated. I was speaking to some guys who were doing mine clearance in Mosul. And um, the British, they're really welcomed, by the way. They go in, and people are so grateful to see them. And, um, and it's great work they do. It's very dangerous. They've, the team I was speaking to in Baghdad, the, the British team, they'd lost one man dead. You know, well, they're going in and um, defusing bombs. I mean, there are traps everywhere. Um, uh, they use things like... Uh, um, a bullet in 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 a syringe, which is um, just balanced carefully, and then if you it, uh, anyway, if you knock it, then it, it sets off, and, and the whole thing. It's it's uh, difficult to demine some of these places, you know, um, or IEDs is what they're removing, um, and of course, uh, it was like. I mean, um, the guy who was doing the demining said, "Describe it to me." He says, "Like Stalingrad." Like going into Stalingrad, um, everything flat, and the smell of the dead. Uh, the smell of the dead, he said, got to you. Um, but that's not there so much now, of course. Uh, that's gone by and large, thank goodness. Um, but uh, what am I trying to say? But then you have, I mean, I was sitting here in Cornwall with a Yazidi girl on the sofa who was weeping. She'd had lost her child. I think it was one of the earlier broadcasts we discussed it. I mean, she was a, a slave, really. I mean, just been taken by Daesh. Um, and she'd, she'd been um, granted refuge in Germany. All credit to Angela Merkel, who took a lot of refugees. Um, 
look, what am I what am I trying to say? There are a lot of prisoners, internationals who need to come home, but also Iraqis. And in Iraq, there are prison camps for thousands upon thousands of women and children in prison camps. Now, some Iraqis say to me, no, leave them there. I mean, I'm talking now about the Daesh wives and their children. Some Iraqis say to this, leave them there. Let them be re-educated in the camps. But, goodness, that's just, it's not, you're not going to re-educate them in the camps. It's not going to work, is it? I mean, impossible. And these people are very bitter. See you, I mean, what do you want to do? You want to kill them? You want to leave women and children in camps for the rest of their lives? What are you going to do with all these people? These people hate you. You, we've killed their husbands, of course. And um, um, what are we going to do with them all? So uh, one of the things I was suggesting, and I, I genuinely thought of it, was, um, uh, and one of the guys I was speaking to was Mukabarat. He was, you know, and I was suggesting that what we ought to do is have a kind of. Uh, people who would vouch for them. So if there's somebody from their tribe or somebody from their family would vouch for um, a woman and their children uh, in, in, in the prison camp, then um, let them out on good behavior and uh, there would be a bond posted, so that would be forfeit if they misbehave. And they would, um, yeah, I mean, I just thought this might be a way because we can't go on like this, can we? Um, and and one of the Mukhabarat guys was saying to me, oh, yes, they did that in Iran when they had a similar situation uh, with um, uh, people who were sympathizers for, for Saddam Hussein or whatever and, and uh, were um, enemies of Iran, within Iran, and they... they uh, they had a, a similar program. Um, well, I mean, I think it's worth a try. Now, the guys I was talking to said, no, 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 we can't take that kind of risk. But I think it's a situation that has to be resolved somehow. You just can't go on and on and on. Um, I think it, we need to do something about this. We also, the Western powers, need to take responsibility for all the, all the Westerners. Britain's behavior is disgraceful, actually. Oh, then they're not our citizens. We'll remove their citizenship. They are our citizens. They are our problem. You can't just throw your dirt over the fence and say, some, let somebody else deal with it. Yeah, disgrace. Britain behaves very badly, sets a bad example to the international community, has done so on this issue as on a number of others. Um, but... But um, we have to do something about this this long-standing issue. I think we should. Uh, and as far as the displaced people in Iraq are concerned, it is a gem. You know, uh, I was speaking to these mine clearance people. Occasionally, you'll find people who rebuild their homes in the middle of this wasteland, and you know, and they'll paint them pink, and 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 there'll be a pretty pink building in the middle of ah. Oh, and um, it's a joy when things like that happen. Um, 
we need to, we need to, to help really a little more with reconstruction in these places. Some good is being done. A lot of good is being done. More is needed. Um, that's what I'm trying to say is that we need a compassionate approach to these areas where there are displaced people. The displaced people need to be able to come home. It's the problem with making refugees. Once you make refugees, they never come home. I mean, mostly because their homes don't exist anymore. They've got nowhere to go home to. Um, we need to find ways to help more in Iraq, in Syria, with the displaced. It's a major issue, is what I'm saying. So I hope this is making sense to you. Um, the international community has a burden for these vulnerable people, including the Daesh wives, including the foreign fighters that are in prison in northern Syria. And uh, we need to think about it. Okay, a uh, couple more points to talk about. So uh, I'll end that one there. and We'll move on. <laughs> 